All right, so we just got done watching Bellator 185 and UFC Fight Night 118. Now, I stress that because that's 118 fight nights alone. That's not you know, the, other, uh, the other shows from UFC, the pay-per-views, the... All the other organizations or channels that they used to have. Because yeah. you know that you were on that on number one. I, I fought on UFC Fight Night number one, the very first one against Gideon Ray. You probably could tell me the date on that. I, I don't know. 2005? It was a long time. It was I definitely think, 2005. Early 2006 or late 2005. No, no, it was, it was 2005, I think, but I think. How'd that work out for old Gideon? Yeah, I won, so that was good. He wasn't very giddy afterwards, was he? No, he wasn't. He had one takedown, though, on the ref. Herb Dean, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, well that, done, buddy. <laughs> that, hey, that's unfortunate for fighters when they, when they don't know what's going on at the end mm. of the fight, but... Yeah, Herb Dean's actually roughed a lot of my fights, but there was no Herb Dean in this one. Goddard. Yeah, Seems a lot like of Mark Goddard. And Dan Mergliata. Yeah. I think those two are the only ones that showed up. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Like Goddard was every, wonder, every fight. I wonder if they get paid per fight or per event. I don't know. You know, that's a funny thing. Is like I've always wanted to ask Bruce Buffer and Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg what they got paid for some reason. <laughs> Pretty common question. I, I've hung out with him so many times, uh, Bruce Buffer the most, and and I used to hang out with Joe Rogan a lot at the beginning. UFC, we'd do a lot of things, but like I never asked, but I really wanted to. Like I was so like curious how much they got paid. We like know. is it per fight? Is it per year? I assume it's per fight, like every fighter. And back then, I'm sure it's different than now. But even right now, at the height of the UFC's rise, you know, it's like I'm wondering what. You know, these, we'll, these, we'll get him on the show. These commentators are getting paid. Did you notice that he's not getting paid a thing for this one because he wasn't there? How rare is it that uh, Bruce Buffer? Bruce isn't? Buffer. Yeah. Yeah. He started at UFC eight, I believe, nineteen ninety six. And don't ask how I know that because <laughs> you were sixteen. That was a fun fact that I just happened to know. I think I'm talking to Buffer for all these years and playing hours and hours and hours of poker with this man. Um, Does he ever bluff? Bruce it's a bluffer. bluffer joke. Yeah, yeah. Got it. yeah, he's definitely a bluffer. But he, he's a good player, man. He's just really, really good. And he takes it very, very serious. We've played in every type of house house game, you know, these little side house games and uh, poker tournaments. We've done the World Series of Poker together. We've done. Which, are we doing that in March? Yes. It's uh, June. Be fine. How, how did you get the date wrong on the fucking World Series of Poker, dude? Because I've never been. Mm. I mean, that's it's yeah, but tough. you've been there kind of like in spirits with me, so well on the phone that can only be so neat. Mm. And you watch every single year. Yeah, I do. So it's through the the, the World Series of Poker is through the month of June, and then it stretches into July. I the think something starts in March. Month. I'm gonna Google it. Well, you can have it in March, but let's get back to the fight. So, yeah. why we're here is to talk about the fights, and we'll start with Bellator 185. Um, I, I guess two of the main fights we can cover. Heather Hardy uh, coming from Ooh. boxing. So she was highly anticipated. She had a little hype behind her because I didn't know who she was leading into this. I guess she fought at uh, Madison Square Garden. I, I saw, she's I saw that, that card. Well, she's uh, 20 0 as a boxer, or 20 0 1, something like that. Yeah. WBC champion. Multiple time I, WBC yeah. champion. So, um, but that didn't help the other night. No, it didn't. Wow. So she was highly respected, highly touted, and yeah. Christina Williams. And highly kicked. Yeah. Those leg, I mean, those uh, head kicks. Whew. 
When that exploded her nose? Well, that was just one. Yeah, that's all you needed. Poor girl. Man, that was It's Christina Williams. I don't think she even really got hit. Yeah. So not bad for your debut to beat, you know, one of the most hyped girls that's already going on. So kudos to her, Michael. Yeah, you know, the thing is, hats off to Christina Williams for her demeanor and her composure because she came out there and, man, she looked ridiculously comfortable against... You know, this high, like highly fight. touted striker and Heather Hardy, and she took a tour. Yeah. And, you know, this is kind of a point I was making with the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. It was an unorthodox style of boxing versus a very traditional, very successful style of boxing. But she was getting the through. Taekwondo, yeah. She was getting through, and she was putting that pressure deep. And she was landing those kicks and elbows. Did you see the elbows? Of course. So she was, she, she was mixing it up quite well, which, again, sells Muay Thai. Right, yeah. I mean that sells. Wonder where they can do Muay Thai. I'm just saying, that Thailand is the sp- is the right. place. It is a spot. That was a good fight. Whether whether you, you know, some assholes don't like female fighting or whatever. You know, I personally, I think that's the second best fight I've ever seen, female wise, behind uh, Holly Holm. You know, I'm a big Holly Holm fan. We yeah, went you're for your sh- birthday. You're whenever a huge she, Holly Holm fan. Yeah. She kicked uh, Betch Correa. Yeah. Sorry, Betch. But other than that, man, that was. I mean, male or female, that was a really good fight. Yeah. So hats off to her. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so she seemed super happy, but still like quite composed after the win. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she got a kind of I'd a, a win over a pretty, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, Heather Hardy hasn't had a lot of fights, but she's definitely was hyped. And so yeah. to get a win like that, usually you're a little bit more pumped up. But she was just like, cool. I'll definitely I'm watch excited. Next fight. I'm happy. Yeah. And she was. I love that pressure, man. I always tell my fighters here that pressure is what kills. I mean, she had her backed against the cage, and she was just constantly putting that pressure forward and forward and forward. So. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And then which brings us to uh, the main event. Yeah. So then we got uh, Gegard Mousasi versus uh, Alexander Shlomenko. I'm never going to be able to pronounce that. Shlomenko. I'm glad you said it. Shlomenko. You guys had 60-something fights. And here is the most uh, depressing part about that, uh, Mr. Bogusky. He's five years younger than you? He's five years younger than us. I knew you were going there. And he's had like... Uh, 60 fights plus. Well, buddy, those two guys combined had 116 fights. Yeah. So that's most, I think, in Bellator, you know, championship fight history or some shit. I don't know. But it was still, Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of fights. And I do want to say, um, Gegard, I've always said this. He's one of the most underrated fighters in MMA. Yeah. Like, no one talks and about one him. one of the best. It's crazy. He could literally walk into any gym and nobody's probably going to know who he is. But he's beat everyone. He's kind of like the Mighty Mouse of the... Heavier division. Yeah, well, I mean, Mighty Mouse is a, a little different. I mean, he's 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 the. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done a little bit more, obviously, but he's no, nah, he's he's famous, man. I mean, I, I think yeah, Mighty Mouse would be recognized anywhere. But what I'm saying is, I don't think anybody would recognize Gegard, or, or you know, not a lot of people. I don't think Gegard recognizes him right now after that overhand hook. Yeah, the left, and Oof. yeah, we couldn't hardly recognize him after that fight. Damn. But but he, for him to stick it out for the last two. He's fighting. I usually don't have papers in here or notes. We usually just kind of go off of our. You texting Justin Bieber? I'm not texting Justin Bieber, but I just want to say because it's very important, and I can't remember all these offhand, but we're talking about uh, Musasi has wins over Weidman, Hall, Belfort, Latis, Henderson, Munoz, OSP, Hunt, Jacare, and even Gary Goodrich from the old school days. So The entire video game. I mean, this guy's beat a who's who. I mean, he's beat a video game. He's beat a roster, yeah. basically. Literally beat, yeah. But he's underrated, man, and... Uh, we knew this was going to be a tough fight. We, we knew it was going to be... 
how did you see the fight? Honestly, like, okay, so the Russians we know from training at AK, yeah. the Russians are tough guys, man. And, and Shlomenko, he anything. throws every punch to knock you out. Yeah. So it was one of those things where if he doesn't get hit with one of those this crazy punches, I figured Gegard was going to take it all day, all day. And after the first round, that's exactly kind of how I thought it was going to go. And he absolutely, completely dominated um, Shlomenko in the first round. The second round, I, I think, became after it was all said and done, the determining round, I personally gave that to Gegard because I think that those, he got the takedowns, he got the back control a couple times, um, and he went for submissions. I think that outweighed the strikes on the feet because I think the strikes on the feet didn't really connect that much, in my opinion. I'd have to watch it again, but uh, Shlomenko was definitely throwing hard, and, and he was consistently throwing, which is amazing, the cardio he has at the way he looks. He doesn't look like a phenomenal yeah. athlete. But he throws really hard, but they weren't really connecting. Well, can we say that... Um, or a lot of them weren't connecting. Some of them were. The, uh, the main card started at 2 a.m. here in Thailand. Yeah. It so was we were up to about 6 watching. So you got to bear with us if we missed a little something, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, it was late. And we got up at 8 a.m. that morning, so... And it was back-to-back. -back, so we, and then we yeah. stayed up till yeah, all night then. long for yeah. the UFC live. For these guys. We do it for them. Yeah. yeah. I'm here for you guys. You guys. Give them some. I think we'll so, roll that clip. So anyway, the... Uh, so Shaminka was, uh, you know, he was he was definitely putting the pressure on the feet. Um, Gegard. Now, now let's go back to the first round for that that overhand. He caught a brutal overhand, which closed his eye. That's all I got. Right, but I mean, I'm just saying, hats off to Gegard for continuing right. to fight and doing so. Four takedowns, like afterwards. a man, because dude, his eye was completely shut. I remember the doctor went and looked at it. And he like covered the other eye and was like, you know, yeah, doing the no fingers. Way, no way that dude could and see. And there was no way he could see. And the nah. doctor's like, okay, he's good. But I'm like, what could he have possibly done to tell the doctor he was good? I you think, couldn't even see his eyeball. I think the Vegas commission wouldn't allow that. Poland, uh, I don't know. That's your country, buddy. You're Polish. I was going to get into that. But yeah, uh, in the next the next card. And how good? Or, well, that wasn't in Poland. No. no the the next was, card. Yeah, yeah, was. See, I'd say we were up all night. But yeah. So, but I was, was going to get that next card because I am Polish and Poland did quite well in the UFC. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to get into was, man, he fought like a champ with one eye. But, okay, so the second round, I, I guess you could say uh, it was very close. I mean, it was 100% very close. You definitely can say that. It's a pick em, I gave way. the edge to Gegard. Um, some people gave the edge to Slominko. The judges apparently saw it my way, and they gave it to, to Gegard. Was, the man, third round, close. absolutely no doubt, Slominko won. Slominko, yeah. And, dude, hats off to him for cardio. Like yeah. I said, he doesn't look like a phenomenal athlete. But this dude I don't either. brings it, dude. From the beginning to the end, he is throwing. He's like that just classic Russian style. And he makes me feel good about... He does have that hair, buddy. About my hair, you know? I think I got, got that great shaved today. hairline, not too bad. But, man, he just he, he doesn't want to right? let it go, dude. He's got that hairline that comes down, and he's just... He's not going to let that thing go for nothing, dude. <laughs> like, if I was Gegard toward the end, that third round, I'd just start pulling on that hairline. Because you know he's not going to want that to go anywhere. <laughs> it's probably markered on. It, I don't know, man, but... Yeah, that's a, you know, everybody's got their own style. Yeah. Some are better than others. So, anyway. Uh, I honestly got, if it would have been a draw, I'd have been fine with it. I'm, I could agree with that. Um, if Shemenenko, sorry, I always fuck his name up. Shlomenko. If he won, I would have had a problem with it, but I'm happy with a draw or Gegar. Yeah, so so if it had been a draw, <coughs> I would have easily, I'd have said, okay, no problem. Yeah. That, that was a fair, I mean, it was so, so close, man, so close. But uh, Gegard won. He won the decision. There was a little controversy. People thought... You know, obviously, some people were disappointed that things uh, yeah. Slamenko won, but well, we didn't put any money on it or anything. So yeah, so yeah, that was that. And uh, 
hats off to Gegard. Now I beat Slominko yeah. into that long list of roster that we just yeah. uh, would have 120 named. fights now. Jeez, he is he is an absolute beast, man. He really is. So hopefully he gets his eye healed up, and I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. I've always been a big fan of Gegard back in the old days, before he ever got in UFC, before he ever came stateside, and uh, yeah, just he's super underrated, man. I don't know what it is because when you hear him talk, like when he was leaving UFC and stuff, he's very vocal. It's not like he's shy. He'll he'll tell you how he feels, yeah. but it just doesn't catch on. It doesn't he's pick that up. Big presence because he's not an something, asshole. You know something something, I mean? and it's weird because you can't really pinpoint exactly what it I is. I bet he doesn't he have a. 2017 candy coated fucking Mercedes with 28 inch rims. He's not one of those guys, you know. No, he's not. Probably not. Yeah, that's a great assessment, but. Well, I mean, he's not. You know, you see McGregor probably has crap like that. He's probably got a golf cart worth 80 grand, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's true. Um, and we got to get into that. Our next, uh, our next cast, we're going to get into a preview of, of UFC 217. Yes. And speaking of McGregor, Michael Bisping's holding it down. I mean, not to get off track here, but like verbally, yeah. Oh God, I know, I know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm with you, man, because I've, I've never been a big uh, Bisping trash talking fan because it's always been kind of like distasteful to me. But he's actually holding it down, so I'm wondering if the UFC is like it's boring. Is he sending these people to, or, or are they sending these people to school? Is there like a, a no. school at the performance training center where they're teaching these guys to like talk? Because I think UFC bought Snapple, and now they're reading all the. Dude, the do lids. you not think Bisping is talking? He's better than before, but that's... He's a lot better than before, I, I mean, think. From this world tour and these previews, he's a lot better than if before. If it takes me 20 minutes to run a mile, and then 18, which isn't good, but it is better. So who cares? Nah, well, either way. Well, that's, that's in the future anyway. He but just doesn't blow my hair back. Not a fan. <laughs> he doesn't blow your hair back. No, he's just not really, you know... I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great family man. Well, he's doing a good job of hyping this fight. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll give it I'm to excited. him. I'm excited just, to watch it. It just sucks when he does it to... To a guy who doesn't give a shit about talking shit back. You know what I mean? But that's where I'm giving him credit because he's doing it against GSP and making it interesting because GSP is so nice and he's getting under his skin. Uh, you I see don't know. GSP, he's getting fired up. I mean, he's getting a little bit. It's because it's annoying. Well, we'll get into that future because we want to do yeah. a whole cast on that and we got a lot of, a lot of interesting points. I'm going to tear you points. up on that podcast. We'll see about that. So that'll be the next <laughs> one for sure. Um, and then also. Before we get into the UFC, guys, I just want to say a uh, real quick one in the middle of this podcast here. Uh, we still do have our big episode number 10 coming. There is a reason we haven't done episode number 10 yet. Trust me, it is very— You guys will understand. You understand when it happens. Uh, it's for you guys, and it's a big podcast. And we, as long as this thing all works out, it's going to be a very good one. So we are being patient, and it's going to be very soon. So I can't say exactly when, but it'll be very soon. Uh, we're about to record it, and— it's going to be very good. So just bear with us that we're doing a couple more casts in between then just to keep it going. But uh, there is a reason for, for that. And, and then mm -hmm. after this, I promise you guys, we will keep the podcast going uh, a lot more frequently. It we're, literally is life-changing podcast. But we will keep, yeah, it, yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a good one. And we will keep them going more frequently after this. So we will, there'll never be a space like this again. Yeah. But it's our 10th it's one, so that we had to have the first 10 be. And you know how much I love giving you compliments, but... Fucking congrats on getting this guy. Well, let's hope it's a guy. Hmm. Oh, oh, whoops. Because we haven't said that for sure. It's but Fallon Fox. You guys go. got us. Anyway, so, yeah. So, And then I do want to thank our sponsors real fast while we have you guys all here. Uh, Mikeswick.com, uh, AK Thailand, Thailand's premier MMA Muay Thai fitness training facility. I know I'm biased, guys, but it, it really is. It really is. And uh, Starfish Concept. Uh, 
our newest sponsor and partner Dollar with AK Thailand. Um, did and, we land? And uh, we got Vicious Circle Apparel. Did we land Ferrari at Thailand? We're, st- <laughs> we're still waiting. We're still on in. Still in. Still waiting. Yeah. Contract yeah, discussions. Yeah, we're waiting on Ferrari and. Uh, I think uh, we get a free keychain. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So far, that's what we've got. So that should be fun. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, okay, so we got UFC now. We got UFC 118 or Fight Night 118. Fight Night 118. Yeah. Uh, Cerrone versus. Uh, Again, I cannot believe you're on that Till. fight. I remember when you called me. You weren't even supposed to be on that show. And you call me like, did you see what happened? I'm like, no, it's not televised. And then as we're talking, I think we had cell phones back then. I called you. It was a live broadcast, but my, my well, yeah, my fight was not supposed to be aired. And so because it happened so fast, Dana promised me. He got me all right. excited. He's like, we're going to throw it on. We're going to throw it on. We're going to put it on Spike. Everyone's going to see. I was like all pumped up then because right. the fight was over, so I wasn't nervous about anything. And... And then I called you. Knew you knew the results. So. <laughs> yeah, I knew the result. And I called you. and Because uh, we had a good 15, 20 people at the house. Yeah. And we didn't know if they were going to show. Because back then, you couldn't look it up on the internet and be like, oh, he's fight six. You know, they didn't do that yeah. shit back then. Oh, five, oh, six. I remember I called you and I was like. You're like, dude, dude you got to watch. You got to watch. You got to watch. I'm like, tell me what happened. But, uh, you know, I, I yeah. didn't want to know. Because, you know, it's nerve wracking. Did I give it away or no? No. No. I never. You didn't. So you really didn't even know that I, that I won the fight? Not a clue. Well, once I saw it. Well, I mean, when I, I mean, talked to you on the phone, you didn't. Not a clue. Well, I usually don't call people and say, hey, did you watch my but, fight if I got beat up? But you were really good about, you weren't like, oh, hey, man, I, I just fought, I just fought. Or you weren't like, ah, shit, I just fought. You know, like you you kept it pretty good. Oh, like, was hey, I? did you see my fight? Yeah, you were Some pretty good. Some good actors, what you're saying. It's the best, Mike. Yeah. The best. Thank you. You heard that? that Even though you shirtless, you look like an Academy Award. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. take up your shirt and show them. Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. We're doing a picture of that one time, guys. All right, all right, all right. But but yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Like uh, I think it was one of the first times ever that a non-scheduled fight made it on there. God, you've been breaking barriers for how long? My first two UFC fights. Well, the first one was the Ultimate Fighter finale. Again, that one wasn't supposed to be aired. It was on the prelims against Alex Schoenauer. You beat him in 19 seconds. And so they they squeezed that one in. And then I was hoping to be on the main card, of which it didn't happen for the second one, which is Fight Night 1. And they squeezed that one in. And then from that point, I was 2-0 in the UFC with two knockouts. So then it was, then I was on the main card from that point on, and I never had any black fights. So I got really lucky on that. It is. Uh, I do miss the Mike Kid Lion days. Yeah? Yeah. It's back when 16 years old, taking pictures of you in the My gym. My first fight, I was Kid Lion. Uh, fun fact. Please and tell me you've had another one, too. No, but I remember even after Ultimate Fighter, when I would sign uh, things for the, the people that are fans of the show, I would sign Kid Lion, so I was still Mike Kid Lion Swick, which doesn't rhyme. But Isn't that weird how I got it dumb that sounds It now? sounds so stupid, I know. I, but I got it in Thailand. It's a long story. But uh, And then Goldberg, which we're going to have to get him on the show soon, he actually gave me Quick. Yeah, I remember that. And he f- I think he mentioned it in the Schoenauer fight, and then it just got confirmed in the Gideon fight because I think Joe said – was it showing out? Uh, Mike Swick won or something, and then uh, it was Gideon. Was I think when they finally like, and then he was like, "No, no, no, that is Mike." I think we should Quick change his name. To, yeah. And then from that point on, and the funny thing is, another fun fact about that is, up until that point, people were watching the TV show and watching my fights, and they were coming up to me all the time. You know, when I was at places with our demographic, you know, and they were like, "Oh man, I'm your biggest fan, Mike Swag." Swag. P- please, please sign this uh, autograph for me. And I'm like, Mike Swag. Hmm. Or Swig, or every single name you can Swick. think of except Swick. Swat. Every single one. So, it would th- they would come up to me and they'd be like, uh, "Yeah, I'm your biggest fan, Mike Swag, Mike Sweek, Mike S- everything." 
And from that Nothing point- Nothing says, I'm a huge fan, like getting your name wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was kind of disheartening. But the second that Mike Goldberg said, you know, no, 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 that would be Mike Quick, Swick, boom. It rhymed with use Quick. The, yeah. So Swick and Quick, it was, they never got it, they never got it wrong again. So he, he essentially Safety. not only branded the nickname Quick, but he actually got people to understand what my actual real name was Dude. too because it rhymed with quick. Speaking of that, why don't we bust out since it's been 10, 12 years since your original shirts, mm -hmm. the yellow ones, Swick Foo. Why don't oh. we bust out an old school line of that and redo them? Good point. I used to, and, and if you look at the beginning of UFCs, Even I, I, I yeah. did claim Swick Foo as my. Uh, you even had pink ones for the ladies. That was, <laughs> I remember that, man. I think about everybody. All right, so let's get back. Sorry, we got a little sidetrack. Yeah, <laughs> back to UFC 118. Uh, Oscar P. Hutter. Mm -hmm. Hope I got that right. You did. And so Jonathan you, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Polish guys did very well. The Polish team. <sighs> I can't say the guys. That because of the women, too. Uh, Carolina. Uh, they did fantastic in the main card of uh, Finite 118. So, again, Oscar did uh, really well. Great pressure. Um, I love that pressure, man. Like I said, he's just constantly going forward. Um, the submission attempts were amazing. And uh, he won by decision. So... It's a lot of submission attempts that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Which I was going to ask you, this may be a dumb question, and I can't believe I've never asked you, but like, if you're stuck, like, I don't want to say in a stagnant position, but you see it's, there's not a whole lot going on, you're probably about to get stood up. What goes through your mind? There's got to be just some boredom in there. What do you mean when? Like, let's say, you know, you're trying to get side control and the other guy's not letting, and you're just laying there and you're just kind of like, you know, you're kind of stagnant. It's not going to happen either way. Like, do you ever just, not to say lose focus, but does do you ever th like? Does your mind ever wander? Oh, do I ever do I ever have or, yeah. different thoughts during a well, fight? Like even even a fight, yeah. Maybe not just laying down, but I it mean, depends. Like, like I've, yeah, I will say this. There's <laughs> a lot of fighters that can confirm because we've talked about this many times with fighters. But there's a lot of times that if if people would know what we were thinking in the middle of the octagon, they'd be surprised. Like, there's weird thoughts that go in your mind. Because there's good footage of you uh, talking shit to Ben Saunders yeah. while y'all are laying on top of each other. Yeah. Which Ben Saunders is a pretty cool guy now. Huh? Yeah, he's really cool. So, very good fighter. But yeah, th there's yeah. I mean, weird things go through your mind. It's just like an. It's just like we're sitting here right now. I mean, things can go through your mind at any time. And yeah. when you're fighting, and then, you know, periodically you're hearing different chants from the audience, and some are really weird. You know, <laughs> you'll hear your corner for the most part, and then you'll hear some drunk guy say something that's like, and it'll just throw you off for you a second. You can do it, Johnny. Yeah, and then your mind starts thinking about something weird, and you get back in the fight again. And and then I've been humored. I've laughed at myself and laughed at something my opponent done, you know, before. And like, and there's a lot of fighters that actually show that emotion at each other. They laugh at each other, high five each other. You know, it is kind of weird. It's a it's yeah. a kind of an intimate sort of like setting where you're sharing this kind of moment with this person, but you're still trying to beat the shit out of them. So it's kind of weird, but. Yeah, that's like I said. That's why there's a lot of respect, you know, too, because like you know, you are trying to beat each other up, and so honestly, it's weird. Like you know, us being friends for so long, we really don't talk a whole lot about UFC. It's kind of crazy. That's what we got the podcast for, dude. Well, yeah, but we you can share these moment. moments to the world. Like I don't even know you fought in UFC till about two years ago. Oh, stop. Well, you know. Anyway, you fought once in that two years, but whatever. Well, I do. Yeah, I like to space out my fights. Yeah, you do. I like to train really hard, so I'm prepared. I think every World Cup. Every <laughs> World Cup I've had, and ten years in the UFC, I had fifteen fights. Is it on your contract to only fight during the leap year? Yeah, pretty much. That's good stuff, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's a special contract. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward, uh, another Polish guy. Jeez, and like I said, y'all killed it. 
Uh, I like you're Jan- including me with my Polish. Uh, well, you know, ancestors when there's a bunch now. of Germans, you always lump me in at all the Germans when they make mistakes. I never get any love when they make Mercedes and well, high you, quality stuff. Your ancestors weren't so nice to my ancestors, Mark. Well, tough shit. Well, made I'm you just, the stronger person saying, you are today. I'm just saying, I forgive. I forgive. We've moved <sighs> on and we're friends. And frankly, I don't 1944 care. 1944 is a long time ago, and I'm, I'm getting over it. I think it was 42. But Either one. For, but it's, I was 41, 42. I'm sure 42, we were yeah. still kind of not super happy. <laughs> I don't think we knew each other then. Okay, probably not. But go ahead. But, um, but they killed it in this UFC. I mean, good for them in their home turf, you know. Yeah. <coughs> but is it a Jan Blackowitz? I believe yeah. his name was versus uh, Devin Clark. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the recent video we put up. We're after a thousand subscribers. My buddy here choked me out. But um, that well, guy. First, uh, let's, let's go into the. So Jan, he fought Gustafson. And beat Houston Alexander, yeah. so he he, well, he had hasn't? a pretty pretty decent regular like nineteen wins I think, coming into this fight, he did really well. So just to get back to the fight, he definitely did really well, um, and then it ended with that standing "Give me my money back" rear naked choke. Like but I said it before, like I said it before, but he tapped. See, Devin Clark did tap. I have I'm 38, which I'm sure I'm older than Jan. Um, never been in a fight. It took a 15 time UFC vet that I allowed to choke me out. So, uh, but I took it like a man. I didn't tap. I mean, come on, you wake up. Yeah. Now I get they're going for money and pride. I did it for the podcast. I did it for people I don't even know. <sighs> so, hey, you proved your medal for sure. So, for for those of you that haven't seen our last podcast or mini cast or whatever, uh, we reached a thousand subscribers. And just for fun, you know, it's not like a big deal. But yeah, he didn't just kill for me. fun. I mean, Mark said that he would get choked out, completely unconscious. And allow me to do it if we got to 1,000 subscribers. Just to make it fun for us to reach this milestone of 1,000. We did. And Mark went to the gym. And he got choked out. And he, and he knew he was going to get choked out. Which I, I told him not to tap. Because I was gonna, I'd feel really bad if, I, if he tapped him. I still choked him out. But he didn't. So to, be, to never have trained. To never have fought. And to not tap out or even panic. Yeah. You did take it like a champ. And if you want to watch it, go check it out. It's on YouTube, guys. Yeah. It's, the, it's the previous video to this one. You took it like a champ. You went completely out. And, and you know what? Like I said, I'm glad I did because now I have a perspective. Like we talked now about. Now you know what it feels like. Yeah. Really, so. When we talked about Gideon Ray after you knocked him out, he came too and then took down Herb Dean, which I'm like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. He's wearing pants. He's an African-American. You're white. You're not wearing pants. Like, how do you get those two confused? But seeing now when you wake up and you don't know what the hell's going on, it's you can understand. And see, that's the cool thing which I respect about you in this aspect. So we did another breakdown before and uh, or recap, and you got a little bit of... Uh, a little hate mail. A little hate mail because of, of how you were talking about certain fighters, and people were like, oh, well, what do you know? You're not a fighter, and, and but you're a fan, and you're yeah. entitled to your opinion. <coughs> and that's the point of this, this broadcast. I've had 20 well, years like, of experience, and you've been alongside like me. them talking shit about me. They don't know me. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. You made me delete some of my better comments, but. <laughs> you go crazy. Well, I mean, what? if I walk up to you in the hall at school and I punch you in the arm, that means you can punch me just as hard or as hard as you want. Why do I get to set the precedent? Well, I, I said I wasn't going to change anything else anymore, but. The point is so you, are, you are a fan of the sport and you should be able to speak as a fan of the sport on this platform. And if people don't like it, they don't have to watch. This isn't our job. This is our hobby. Right. And we're trying to bring you a real podcast with somebody who has 20 years experience, 15 UFC fights, who can give you that aspect. And then his friend who has never trained a day in his life, who's never fought a day in his life, literally on the street or in any kind of sanctioned or unsanctioned uh, match, 
your opinion. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. trying to give your perspective as a fan and, and you're trying to just keep uh, proving yourself and educating yourself more and more to get a better perspective and understanding of the sport, which is really good because I just don't think you, I can get sanctioned. You no, you can't. Pretty dangerous. But you you let yourself get passed out, so that grew you as a fan. So I mean, how many fans out there can say that they've been chat? Took been it like a champ. Out? Hey, great job, Mark, and all this stuff. People, of course, I've never heard before. Yeah. You but know. at least now you know. So when you comment on like this fight, which you're about to comment on right now with Devin Clark. Um, and he tapped out from the choke, and especially it was a standing choke, and when's the last time we seen Again. one of those? Yeah. You can actually comment, and no one can really talk shit unless they've been tapped out yeah. from a, or not tapped out, but choked out from a naked choke because you just did. You know what it feels like, and you went all the way until you passed out. And some of the hate that I got, not hate, but like some of the, the negative comments were that you shouldn't be condoning your friend for not tapping out because it's dangerous. Why? And, and this and that. And then people had my back immediately saying statistically – um, you know, it takes a couple minutes before you start losing brain cells, that's, and it's just as dumb as you doing this, an ice bucket challenge on me. This Who all cares? happened in a matter of seconds. You didn't lose any brain cells. It didn't cause any catastrophic damage. It looks violent when you get choked out. Are you sure? But look at the UFC. I mean, these guys get knocked out, and they're out for like two, three minutes. You know what I mean? They mm. don't know where they're at for like hours. You know, figuring out like I woke up and started selling plans at work. Yeah. So, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but it was cool that you did that, and and you. Good perspective on my part, I think. I was proud of you, to be honest. So right anyway, there. going back to this Devin Clark fight, so it was really weird because it was a standing choke and he tapped. So I know you can always say you can down and bash fighters. Oh, they tapped. I personally, in my opinion, I may get bashed for it. I would never tap, in my opinion, to a choke. Yeah, I mean, an arm or leg. I wouldn't. Yeah. I never Heel have in my entire career I've tapped only one time in an exhibition, and that was an ultimate fighter against Stefan Bonner, and that was because we had to fight again uh, a few weeks later, and that was my only opportunity to get in the UFC. So you didn't want he, a broken he, arm. He had me in, a, in, a, in an arm bar. So it, the arm had already popped, and I'm thinking like, all right, I might already be out of the fight, but I'm definitely going to be out of the fight if I keep this going. So I, I, I did what was best for my career. But if, as far as a choke, you know, I don't think I would ever tap out because you never know when you can get out. And I've been out of chokes before that I thought I was going to get passed out in. And the last minute, they, you know, they squeeze so hard that they they get weak because yeah. at any given time they're gonna they're gonna blow their they their load. Too, yeah. yeah, and you never know what's gonna happen. And I've been to a point where I'm like I'm about to go to sleep, and then they they loosen up and then I get out. So it's like I can't imagine personally tapping to a choke. Now, that being said, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not yeah. trying to tell everybody not to. Not to tap. Well, I want to thank you uh, for not blowing your load on me. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Just let go, wake me up, send me on my way. <laughs> yeah. But in this fight, um, the, the, the thing that makes this worse, I think, in my opinion, is he had other options. So if someone has a figure four around your body and they're completely around the neck and their hands behind your head and you're in a, a complete solid rear naked choke, I would understand a little bit. I mean, the chances of you getting out are very slim. You know yeah, you're going to be go. caught. But when you're on your feet, I mean, you can possibly just fall, just lose your footing and drop. Or spear what can happen? Them. Yeah. Spaz out, scramble. There's there is something you can do and just see what happens. You know what Jump I mean? Jump the fence. But yeah, it, it was weird that he just tapped right from standing. Like, I, in, in my opinion, I would have probably just at least dropped to the ground. Yeah. Like just just went let gravity take me down, lose lose all my strength and just fall straight down and hope that I could wiggle my way out of something. But no, he nailed him with that standing rear naked choke. And Did you see who didn't tap? Me. Yeah. Just remember that, buddy. I was, I was waiting on that. Yeah. You're welcome. You didn't. But you were a big part of it, so. It's because I tapped you so fast. Maybe, maybe it was just because I was just so strong that you didn't uh, have a chance to I tap. I don't think that's it. You sure? Yeah. 
I faked it so you'd leave me alone. 100%. You know, you were feeling the pressure and you're like, no, today I'm going to make a stand. I'm not going to tap. I'm going to fucking take it like a man. Looking back now, I kind of wish I would have. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck, but it sucks. You know what I mean? I would have still, ta- still choked you out. It's anyway. just weird the first six minutes, like I said, you know, but it is what it is. So yeah. we can always say we did it. So anyway, going back to the fight. Sorry we're getting sidetracked, guys. But uh, Devin Clark did lose. Cool. So yeah. Poland won again. Yeah. And uh, fantastic fight. It was a, it was a pretty one-sided fight. I mean, oh. he, he was pretty flawless. And then uh, standing where I could choke again. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen one of those. Uh-huh. So moving on to the uh, co-main event. Mm-hmm. We had a, another Polish person. Mm-hmm. Good work. Um, what a Carolina versus uh, Escobel. Well, yeah, what's Carolina's last name again? I'm, for some reason, I'm pulling a blank. Uh, Bogetsky? I don't know. Personally, I think she's kind of hot. Is that weird? No, it's not weird no. at all. I, I just wanted to see you say her last name. I have no idea what it is. I mean, I know what it is, but I'll, I'll chop it up. It's so. a tough one, buddy. It's so I threw one. her my last name just to, you know, see if it sticks. Okay. But um, It's not going to. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, she she can put on some Great pressure. Right? Yeah, and she was yeah. coming up two losses, too. Joanna but and uh, Claudia. Yeah, And she went over Rose, but... She's coming off two losses, and so she was, you know, a little pressure there. But I mean, obviously, she was; those two losses were very high level. But man, amazing pressure, uh, beautiful performance. I mean, she, like I said, all all the Polish fighters were keeping the pressure. Dude, none of them got tired. Yeah, they were they were just constantly going. It was great. What and then uh, between rounds one and two, we saw her laughing. Good. She was in a good mood. I mean, it was like she, there was no doubt that in her mind she was going to get this win. Escobar was pretty outmatched. I mean, that was she was, and then of the knees. Oh, uh, I mean, poor girl. She had the shorter opponent, and and she matched the knees. I mean, she was like landing, man, brutal knees right to the face. Uh, a she couple didn't need times that. that it was pretty. No, <laughs> she didn't need those, but uh, they landed pretty flush, and uh, just just a great game plan. I mean, yeah, just a lot of pressure, a lot of peppering her with strikes. Nothing beyond outrageous happened, but. Yeah, no, it's still a win. And yeah. another good thing to note is, is she fought till the end. I mean, she yeah. was go- a lot of fights. I know you've asked me, you asked me during the broadcast, so we can bring it up again. Oh, sorry. But you asked me like uh, when it gets close to the end of the fight. Um, a side note for you guys at home: now that we're doing these podcasts, when we're watching fights and doing things, and we start asking questions, we we often think we should save some of this yeah, conversation. We don't answer each other's shit. It's like we're living a 24-hour podcast because like, oh, that'd be great for the podcast. Don't ask me. Let's not talk about it. We'll save it. But one of the things you asked me was when it gets close to the end of the fight, you know you've won and you've done well, what is it like? Do you want to just kind of relax and, and, and wait till just this? play it safe. Play it safe. Or do you, do you still try to go for it? And I said, you know, I think you should, for the majority of fighters that, that, that are successful, I think they kind of meet somewhere in the middle. They're still going for it, but they're not going overboard with like cra- some fighters do, but crazy risky moves. Well, but they're definitely the staying Koscheck, busy. Koscheck versus Drew Fickett. Yeah, didn't Koscheck lost with like four forty-four left to go in the fifth, the yeah. third, or whatever. Man, that's been so long ago. That was two thousand shit six seven. But Car- yeah, but Carolina, um, she was going for that armbar and the, and, the, and the submissions right to the end like yeah. to the very to the very bell like like she never stopped going for it so i'd like to see her hats off to again. her man yeah i think she's a i think she's a very a very viable opponent i think she's getting better each time looked very good very sharp and uh man like i said just just full speed ahead these these polish fighters were on a roll yeah. man, they, i mean they were, they were on a mission for sure so i, I would like to 
start with the David Till Cerrone fight if I could. Yeah, go right ahead, buddy. Um, obviously, I'm not a red carpet fashion guy, but you should never tuck in a shirt, <laughs> walk into the octagon to Phil Collins in the air tonight. Not a fan of that, huh? I mean, everybody's got their own thing. I, I just don't know how you can get hyped up for that. I mean, I, everybody's, like I said, got their own shit, but uh, I'd like to have him on the podcast just so we can have a talk about that. It's just about a shirt. Just, not, yeah. not about his I mean, I'll go 10 minutes about Undefeated that. record. and and There's other people who are undefeated. Not many people tuck their shirt in. You know, but I will say he did beat a lot of ass, though. He looked really good. I will I mean. say that a lot of wrestlers do that. Training at AKA with all these wrestlers, a lot of them tuck their shirt in. Ugh. And a lot of them, while you're wrestling, during the, the match, as you break off and you start moving around again, they just start tucking it in in the middle of the, the round and then start going it again. I don't get it. Um, yeah. Again, I don't it's, wrestle. It's but preference, but. Maybe that's after 2,000, I'll start tucking in my shirt after 2,000 views, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's fair enough. Um, no, I'll never do that. But, but no, hats off to, to, to Till, man. What so, a tough fight. So two things on this fight, in my opinion. First of all, I think something was going on with Cerrone. Um, I wouldn't agree with, well, as we'll talk about in a second, about uh, Mike Perry coming in at the end saying it wasn't the, the Donald Cerrone it was Cerrone. It wasn't Cowboy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but I will say I'm not. I wouldn't say that. I would say Darren Till was doing a fantastic job of picking him apart, and and maybe he was just getting beat. And, uh -huh. and, and then it, the the weird thing was he didn't get TKO'd or KO'd as they said. I mean he he literally quit. I mean he really did. Yeah, he just cowered down. He he covered up and like it's something you would never have expected from, from Donald Cerrone. Yeah. You would never expect someone like him to just cover up and then just be done. So I'm wondering if you know I haven't looked since then. Again we're in Thailand time, so we don't know if like something else happened. Maybe he something really bad happened to his head, a orbital bone yeah. or, or or something. His nose got shattered or something. But he just like covered up, man, and that's you hate seeing that with a fighter because I mean you're just throwing Especially away the win, you're throwing away the win bonus and. You're just giving it, giving it up, man. And like he even said, he's got more fight of the night purses than uh, Till's got fights. Yeah, but so Till proved his point, man. I mean, and he was on point the whole fight. His ass, man. It wasn't like uh, he landed a big shot that was just a, a lucky, a lucky punch. I mean, he was picking him apart. Did he even get hit? I don't know, but it may not have got hit too much. And again, you know, he was putting that pressure forward. Yeah. You know, all the winners seem to be putting a lot of pressure, which is what I always tell my guys: that pressure kills. So, what is David Till? Is he English, Brazilian, Kiwi? Like he had thirty-one different flags. He, well, he, was he looked like the English, Olympics. but I think he spent some time in Brazil. He had the Brazilian flag. I don't really know a lot about him. This was the yeah. this was my first kind of like introduction to him, other than if I've seen a couple of his fights, but like. I didn't really know a lot about him. So this was my first introduction mm. and I'm a fan. I mean Me too, dude. The guy's fucking pretty legit. Yeah. And then and then uh I don't know who started. I think I think he started with Mike Perry actually. He was like yeah, amped were, up and, well, and then I he think started yelling. Perry at, came up to the octagon was that what it was? going crazy. So he jumped and they Well that uh, Mike Perry's got some energy, huh? Yeah, he does. And he doesn't blink when he talks. That bothers me. He didn't? Nope. He it's just like stares straight ahead, doesn't look over, doesn't he just So <laughs> scary dude don't get me wrong I mean, the guy can swing but well he's got a big fight coming up too he was talking about maybe coming to aka so yeah we'll have to reach out to him and see if uh well he's got a big a fight coming up um that he needs to focus on for sure and if he gets if he gets well, past if he, that if he gets past that then he fights till he could fight till maybe and we'll, we'll see what happens yeah. but how much did did uh till remind you of conor mcgregor a little bit not only from the talking but even his like stance and, and posture and the way he was striking, he was very, very Great. similar. Now those two are going to fight. No. 
I'm not saying that, but I'm saying they, it he, doesn't matter what weight class he was reminiscent of, of of Conor McGregor. Uh-huh. I think. I mean, he's also what 16 and 0. And he I mean, did say Fook a lot. Fook. Yeah, he did. Fook you guys. Yeah, he did say that a lot too. Not my favorite word, but to each their own. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, it was it was a good it was a good uh, show. So much Bo- better than both 216. Both shows were great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You just you're just still bashing on two sixteen. No, I mean we gotta go look back overall. at the comments. I haven't looked in a while, but you're probably still getting There's bashed a lot on of hate mail, yeah. Is it? I mean, you know, the one twenty five girls are just more entertaining than the one twenty five well, guys. Well, so those of you that watch Mark get choked out and the well, who have watched him get choked out and who will after this video, <laughs> maybe go back and defend him on, on the two sixteen recap because he's getting he was getting slaughtered there for a bit. Uh. But again, you you know. You did say a few things that were... Jealousy is a stinky cologne, Michael. Is that what it was? Jealousy? Yeah. They want to be sitting next to Mike Swick and Thailand. Oh, stop. i got a bronze lion in here. How many people say they sit next to that? Oh. It was heavy. I know. I was here. <laughs> it's not... You ain't lying. This thing is not light. But, uh, cool. And uh, so, like I said, um, thanks for listening to our recap, guys. It's just our opinion. Um, you know, the next my, one. The next show is going to be really good. Well, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a preview show yeah. for UFC 217. And we're gonna I'm study. Very excited about. We're gonna study show. our asses off. We're gonna yeah. seriously do the Facebook fights too. I'm talking about. Yeah, we're gonna. Really we'll talk about the alternates. <laughs> we're gonna get everybody. Ring girls, coaches. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really judges. excited. I, I think I think Dana and the UFC actually did a really fantastic job building this card because, you know, up until I talked to Dan Hardy when he was on the show, I wasn't super thrilled with the GSP Bisping mm-hmm. match. Like I told the other you, like I told Dan Hardy. Yeah. And he kind of opened my eyes a little bit, kind of stylistically, why Bisping is a good opponent and broke it down. We're going to air this, uh, the clip of Dan Hardy breaking down the fight soon as well. But then from that point on, watching the, the world tour, you know, and then the preview show, they've done a fantastic job. I mean, you got Bisping versus GSP. Ooh. You got uh, Joanna and Rose. And then Cody Garbrandt yeah, versus TJ yeah. Dillashaw is the That's one, the one I'm, I'm, I'm the for. most yeah. excited about. Like, that could easily be the main event. I wouldn't be pissed. And I don't want to talk too much about it because we want to save it for the, the, Wasn't, the preview. Uh, but what Thompson's fighting too? Uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah, I can't remember yep. who he's fighting. It's Seven just Thompson. so many people. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So so uh, we'll be uploading that. We're gonna probably shoot that tomorrow. Yeah, let's we'll do some research tomorrow. Yeah, and, and we'll finish that and get that up. So again, it's just our opinion, guys. Thanks a lot for viewing. Uh, big shout out again to the Underground Forum. Uh, all our friends on Reddit. I'm trying to answer as many questions as I can when we post these videos and, and these threads. But you guys have been fantastic. Like, honestly, yeah. like, we're really happy Dude, at we're the feedback. 115,000 views, over 1,106 subscribers, I think. Yeah, so it's But we've gone up 100 subscribers in less than a week. I got choked out on, what, Sunday? We posted it Tuesday? Yeah. Whoops. Did you literally not turn your phone off? No, that's... Um, Unbelievable. I have to take guy. my insulin shot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make it so they don't look like an asshole. No, you're an You can't asshole. be mad at somebody for having diabetes. Yeah, but you don't have diabetes. Yeah, well, they don't know that. Well, they do now because it's still rolling. And I'm, I'm calling you out, dude. You fucked up. You left your phone on, and that's bullshit. You're supposed to be professional. Do you want to get a new co-host? Mm. All right, guys. Thank you, and we will see you at UFC 217 Preview Show. Thanks. Real quick, real quick, real quick, with Mike Swig.